Yes, sir. It is the Devil's Puck Luck Podcast, where, of course, you know that I am always joined by the 20-year season ticket holder, one Danny McDonough. And I am Adam Armbrecht, covering the Brooklyn Nets over the Locked on Nets podcast and your New York football giants on the One Giant podcast. And, Danny, we come in. We've, we've been doing some updates, some of the big signings, big returns mm-hmm. for Timo Meyer. Uh, big additions into Foley, obviously, but there's still a lot more that's going to go on in this offseason, and we're going to break down some incoming players, yeah. some returning players, and then even um, some maybe still question marks around where the Devils are going to go. But but you've taken a little yeah, bit of time away from the pod here. I missed you, man. I, I missed you. You know, But you were on – listen, you were on point. You were literally right then – when those things were happening, I love it. You know, you got to stand there at the ready. Um, you know, I love I, it. I, I neglect a lot of people in my life <laughs> just to make sure that I can talk Devils hockey. And uh, the first thing we're going to do, we the Devils in this offseason, you and I suggested that it was about just trying to increase the quality of play right. at certain key positions and make this team stronger. Colin Miller, 2025, mm-hmm. fifth round pick mm-hmm. from Dallas. Pick goes to Dallas. Player right. comes from right. Dallas. What do you feel about him bringing him into the defensive? Field? I think this is a very underrated acquisition by Fitz. Fitz has had listen. Let, let's preface oh, this by saying, yeah. Let's preface yeah. this by saying, how awesome is it to be a Devils fan and yeah. to have an off season yeah. that we're having right now with the draft, with the extensions, with the acquisitions via trade. You know, the Severson sign and trade. It has been phenomenal to be a Devils fan right now. Yeah, and, and I think Miller. You know, to your question is very underrated in the sense what he can do for this team adding that veteran presence he's essentially an upgrade to what brendan smith is going to bring right he's going to bring that veteran presence that physicality he's really going to round out that top six defenseman pairing he's going to be on the third pairing you would assume and he's he's a safety blanket for nemec you know depending on what nemec does you know during the season you mentioned smith there when we talk about the top six Nemec would technically be on the outside looking in on right. that group with obviously Luke Hughes now getting into that fold as well. So there's a little bit of flexibility there. You like that Miller, he comes from from playing with top line talent mm-hmm. um, in Dallas. Now he doesn't play in the playoffs at all this past right. year. He ends up being on the bench. So you kind of piece these things together and you see how it's possible for the Devils to get him. But to your point about Smith, uh, this just feels like veteran consistent yeah. and someone that just pushes. You, we've talked about this all off season, the hedging between Young talent coming up and taking their place for the future of the New Jersey Devils, but making sure you have some guys in place that you feel like, hey, if they're not ready for the start of the season, if they struggle or stumble a little bit, there's something to fall back on. The exciting thing is is that these kids, you know, the young kids, especially on defense, are going to get a shot right off the bat during training camp. You know, and having a full training camp, being able to gel as a team, we don't know how everything's going to unfold. You know, maybe Miller's outside looking in. You know, we don't know. You know, maybe Brendan Smith has a phenomenal training camp and he's in the lineup more than we expect in the beginning of the year. You know, maybe Nemec is on that third pairing right away. You know, so there's a lot of things that are going to unfold and I don't think anybody has an idea. You know, I, (laughs) I think... I think we know, you know, just from seeing what's on paper, what we'd like, you know, what we expect. But listen, it's hockey. Injuries happen. You know, we know that, you know, so adding the depth obviously is great too, but it's exciting, man. The defensive core is very exciting. Yeah. We're going to, and we're going to come back to not knowing about expectations yeah. and what's going to happen here at the back end of this episode. One other thing to peek behind the curtain here, when we were putting together our rundown, uh, Danny uh, brought up the idea that we should focus in on two players that are returning to the devils <laughs> on two and one year deals yeah. respectively. And I said, 
I agree with you. Let's start there. <laughs> and then we went ahead and talked about Colin Miller That's coming fine. in from Dallas. But then no, I'm not apologizing for it. <laughs> I'm just telling you that my natural instincts take over at a certain point, and I don't get bogged down <laughs> with things that we agreed on. So the other news in this offseason, obviously a lot of free agents, restricted free agents, a few trades have been made, as you mentioned, by uh, Fitzgerald in the front office. McLeod and Bastion both coming back. Bastion on a two-year deal. McLeod on the one-year deal. This, again, you can't let everybody go out the door. You can't keep everybody. Sure. How did you feel about maintaining these two particular players, knowing that yeah. a year from now it'll be a whole other conversation again? Yeah, you know what the great thing is, is a lot of people were very nervous when we didn't give qualifying offers to certain restricted free agents, sure. and they go to free agency. We knew that was going to happen because of the dollar signs, right? We knew it was going to happen because of the way the cap works and everything. And Fitz is very smart how he went about doing this. He basically went right to McLeod and right to Bastion, right when they're free agents, said, this is what we want to do, you know? And the deals are great. You know, Bastion and McLeod are buddies, you know? They want to be on the line together. You see all the social media with them just being, you know, obviously being line mates, they're going to develop that relationship. But I think Bastion is going to bring that physical presence. I think Lazar on the fourth line as well is going to bring that physical presence. But most importantly, we've been talking about it. McLeod coming back in the circle, the face-offs, is a massive key to this team. And I listen, I talked to you about it. I was a little worried. I said, if you lose McLeod in free agency, you have to find a face-off guy that's also going to be a grinded-out type of player in your bottom six. Well, and that's what's funny about it. So when I when I was covering the news of Toffoli coming over, one of the great attributes is his face-off percentage. Absolutely. He's been great inside the circle. But what you just mentioned there about needing a grind-out guy, some toughness, that's one of the things that we really liked about mm-hmm. McLeod, especially going to the playoffs. It just seemed like we talked about yeah. this with veterans and young talent alike. You, you learned things about a lot of guys going into that playoff run. And if you're the Devils, you look at McLeod and you say, oh, we learned that when it gets a little more heightened, when the game needs to be elevated, he can step up for that. And by the way, on a one-year deal, mm-hmm. don't, don't tell me that you're not going to get every single ounce of McLeod this season, yes. right? Because whether or not it's going to be going somewhere else or because of how well-structured Fitzgerald has been with these contracts. Remember, we said the money for a lot of these guys is descending as it goes forward. That means that you could go back next year, depending on what happens with the cloud, and say, yeah. yes, we want you to still be a part of this. Not a guarantee, but but of you course. put yourself in a good position to get the most out of him and then be able to reevaluate. Fitz works everything very well, too, with the cap, you know, in the sense of obviously Mercer to Foley and McLeod are coming off one-year deals, basically. They both all need extensions, you know, if they're going to stay with the Devils. But you also have to remember, too, it's we'll jump to it later in the episode, but with goaltending, maybe we don't go after a goalie now, but if we're one of those top five teams and goaltending's a little suspect midseason and before the trade deadline, maybe we do something, you know, yeah. and maybe we use a piece that – you know, we don't think that we're going to be able to extend. Now, listen, Mercer, I think we all can agree, <laughs> is going to be a core piece of this team. Um, and, of course, you hope to keep Toffoli. But, you know, there's a lot well, of McLeod what ifs. Might, then, so McLeod actually yeah, could he, be interesting in that regard if, you, if you're looking at needing something else, potentially goaltending yeah. specifically. That's an, interesting, that's an interesting way to think about it. Like, yeah, hey, it's, we love you, but if you're not going to be here next year, at some point, we may have to make that difficult decision. It also depends on what Dawson Mercer does this year, too, and how sure. he develops as a player and what kind of strides he has in his point production, you know, who his line mates Isn't are going to be. Toffoli had a phenomenal year last year, too, remember. You know, we career, can't, career highs. Like yeah, we can't expect life. him to right. do exactly what he did last right. year. But to take a minute to take a step back to see what we have, Palat's on the third line. Think about that for a minute. Yeah. How incredible is that, though? Yeah. The fact that you have a top six that's going to compete with any NHL team 
it's great, you know, and, and to be able to say that you have McLeod, who is one of the best face-off guys on your fourth line center, you have Halla, who's on your third line of center. We're, we're phenomenal down the middle right now. I think, you know, as Devils fans, we should be ecstatic, you know, and it, it's, like I said, Fitz just made the right moves. It, it's, it's awesome to see. Briefly on Bastion, are you happy with the two-year return yeah. for him and a little bit more longevity there? You don't necessarily have to look at the same way. Although, again, yeah. you can still look at that contract and say it's just as valuable as saying another team can have control of this player for a following season. Should anything yeah, come up along the way, though, less likely of the two. I, I thought it would have been a flip-flop. I thought McLeod would have got multiple year, and I thought Bastion might have got one. Hmm. You know, I was thinking about that. But, you know, I think it's a fair deal. I think it's it's a smart deal for both the player and the organization. I, I think that Fitz really knows how to bring this team together. And I think Bastion and McLeod wanted to stay here. Yeah. I, I don't think they wanted to go searching elsewhere. Maybe they could have got $500,000 maybe somewhere else, you know. Who, who What's five hundred thousand dollars? million dollars? You know what I mean? It's What's a half a million? But point being is they wanted to stay here, you know, and, and that was their goal all along. So it's great to see them back. You've been holding out on me? So what? I don't know. You said it's no big deal, half a million dollars. I'm just... Can you imagine just a half a million dollars right now? Huh? What, what was the first thing you do with a half a million dollars? Maybe well, you shouldn't uh, answer that. Yeah, no, um, yeah. Like moving on, uh, moving on. We'll circle back to that later. <laughs> So two more players return to the fold. You highlighted some of the other guys that have been brought back. We know we brought in some players as well. But let's throw Colin Miller into this discussion yeah. when we turn our attention to remaining free agents that the Devils have on their roster. Restricted. Boquist, Ball, Tatar. Now, one-to-one, -one, Ball, Young, Miller, Veteran. Yeah. Do you? Well, how we gave, do we, you look at that? We gave Ball the qualifying offer, which I yep. think we knew was going to happen. We knew... Tatar was going to test free agency, and he's still a free agent. So there's still a chance that we might see him in the bottom six, depending on the money. Sure. He's, he's still out there. Um, and Boquist, he's not going to be a double next year. Yeah. He, he's not going to fit, unfortunately, with the organization. And and you feel bad for him. You know, you don't – he got a fair shot, but he just doesn't fit with the mold of where the Devils are going, you know, in their 12 forward. So it's – and listen, I love Bo. I thought he was a great player. You know, I thought, you know, he added a lot of value in regards to just defensive play, you know, when he was playing well. And, and there's going to be some holes we have to, to really consider on the third and fourth line in regards to defensive ability. And it goes for Sharon Govich, too, losing Sharon Govich you know, yeah. in, in the trade. And basically, you know, he was a top penalty killer when he was playing in the regular season. So, you know, it, it's seeing how everybody's going to develop special teams wise, you know, obviously losing Bruno, you know, your, sure. your coach, you know, going he's going over to uh, help me here, Columbus. Yeah. Um, you know, so we're, we're going to see know. what. what <laughs> We're going to see what's going to happen. You know, there, there's a lot that's going to go on and a lot's going to unfold. And it's really exciting to go into training camp to see where everybody is going to fall into place. Where would you put Ball if he if the qualifying offer has been extended, he returns to the team? How does that hierarchy shake out now with Miller in there as well and with Smith still being there and with Luke Hughes and maybe not? Like, there's a lot of bodies yeah, 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 coming into that room. And, and I guess while that's a good problem to have, I also – I just – well, you're, like somebody, so I feel like if, if Ball comes back, something has to shake loose there. Well, Ball's going to be on the team. So he's going to be on the team. So Ball's going to be in your third defensive court pairing. He's going to be, you assume, with Nemec? Maybe? Maybe with Luke Hughes? Okay. It's, it's hard to know. So you're talking Miller and Smith out, maybe Nemec and Smith out, you know, and it, it's hard to know. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's just so fascinating many... to think about them being, in, you know, you walk into this room and you want to have, as we keep saying, this balance and this consistency. And when you go back to Lindy Ruff, like, 
hey, prepare yourselves, devil fans. Yeah. Like, there's a world where especially that, you hope it shakes out a lot in training camp, but there's a world where you get to the regular season and, and there's still going to be some of that Lindy Ruff magic, just mixing and matching pairings to try to figure out what, what makes the most sense, especially when you think about having young players. Because I, yeah. I, I think there is that going to be still that trajectory over the first month of the season. Where you? Where did Brunette go? He went to he went to Nashville. Why am I losing my mind? I'm sorry, guys. He got there. Yeah. I, I don't know what's happening. I apologize for that. But sorry to yeah. cut you off. Go ahead. No, no. But it's just <laughs> that, it's that thing of of not knowing. You know, you know what Luke Hughes can be. Let's confirm what he is. You think you know what the you know what young players are gonna be, or even by the way, Colin Miller. Like you think you know what you're getting in an experienced veteran. As long as he confirms that, then it makes sense. So much about what the Devils have done this offseason mm-hmm. to me is speaking to saying. We had talent this past sure. year, but not all the pieces fit together correctly. That's yeah. what we tried to do is get yeah. pieces that, that complement one another more successfully so you don't get – you talked about this last time where you don't get these, well, we don't want six-game losing streaks right, while right, we right, figure right. out yeah. a kink. We yeah. want to feel like we have yeah. that all the way through. And that's the maturation of these younger kids, this core, you know, coming into the season knowing that – Listen, the threshold of what you can become is on the table. The expectations are so much higher than what they were last year. That's right. They're so much higher than what they were last year. And and I look at it like this, right? It's I get a little nervous when it comes to what the expectations are as younger kids. <laughs> that are they going to be so like into that moment where they're sure. like, we're going to be this good. And then, you know, it's, listen, you go into the what? season, the NHL is crazy. You you don't know what teams and how teams are going to be structured going into it. I'm fully confident. And, and sure. let, let me just preface it by saying that I'm fully confident. I think the Devils are a playoff team. I think they're going to be either, I, I think they're going to be two in the Metro again. I'm going to say that. You know, I, I think they're okay. going to be two in the Metro. I think that they very easily can win the Metro, but I still think Carolina is a force to uh, reckon with. I, I, and I like to your point. I think I think everything happened the way you wanted it to this past mm-hmm. season. You made the playoffs. You beat your rivalry in the Rangers. You got really valuable experience. You confirmed some things about different players, and mm-hmm. you still left a lot of guys really hungry. Right? Like yeah, you still yeah, have this like after that incredible season, mm-hmm. we only got to the second round of the playoffs. Like whether you thought that was going to happen going into the year, now it did. So now this team gets to come back a little bit hungry. Let me ask you a question. Right. We were at the playoff games against the Rangers, That's right. right? That atmosphere, oh, just fantastic. to have that back fantastic. for this Devils team, it felt, and we and we joked around about this, we felt that that was like our Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. You know, because there was so much hype and so much emotion behind it. And just as a fan, you were so heavy into it. And then you go to the Carolina series – you know, and you're down two games to none, and you're just like, ah. And there's ah. there's so much about that, and we talked about it, and we'll, we'll continue to talk yeah. about it. There's so much about that that, just like for the fan base, that there was like an emotional letdown because there's such a relief. There's an elation of yeah. you beat the Rangers. It felt like a, a conference finals yeah. playoff series. And then you go back and go, oh, seven more games. That's right. Well, it turns out it, it wasn't going to be seven more games. Yeah. But, like, but that – you need that to you do. have that sense of how long the playoffs yes. are yes. and how you need to find a way to win a seven-game series and still keep yourself on that same level for the next I round. want to pose a question to you. It has to be on a lot less money. Okay. Vladimir Tarasenko. Well, that's interesting. Vladimir Tar- Tarasenko, right? Yeah. Patrick Kane. You know, you think about it. He was linked to Carolina, obviously, Tarasenko. It didn't happen. Can he be on a short-term deal with the Devils? Well, one year deal. Well, you know, you mentioned about Kane, and it's like maybe well, I like, he. I don't want Kane. No, no, but 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 no, it's just like maybe he could. But but what are you? 
I think there's still uncertainty to what that means, yeah. right? So you can get excited about that, but I don't I don't know if the Devils again, I don't think the Devils want like, well, no. this could be, but it also could not be, right? Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. a variable. It, it was the what ifs. I see him going to Ottawa. I just see him yeah. as a center. I think it'd be a good fit. I, I don't think it's gonna happen. It was just it was funny. I, I love like going on social media and actually seeing all these scenarios going through sure. devil's brain, devil's fans' brains. You know, it's it's kind of interesting, but you know, to me, it's it's we go to who the free agents are out there. You know, maybe the older veteran going, mm-hmm. you know, to be on the bottom six, like an Adam Henry coming in. Um, it's interesting to see if we make another splash in the market, you know, with a bottom six player, and it'd also be interesting to see if if Tatar doesn't get a deal, you know, as a free agent, does he come back to the Devils or does Fitz go to Tuna and say, listen, you still have a place on this team as a grinded out type of player. And your role, role. your role is going to be different. You're going to be on the third and fourth line. You're going to be with Hollow, or you're going to be with, if Lazar's not in the lineup, with McLeod and Bastion. You know, those are things that are very interesting because, what, we have four and a half million in cap space now? About. So it's going to be interesting to see what other moves are going to be made. Uh, Coming up here in a second, we're just going to round out this episode talking about the goaltending and why Danny and I were 100% correct and how the Devils were going to approach this offseason. But I will say, if you're Tatar and the market isn't quite there, and Fitz says, well, we got a place for you as this grind-out role, I I, I could see him going somewhere else to say, I'll go for a one-year where I have a better role, a bigger role, and a better chance to establish myself. Okay, so the last then note here. You and I talked about this. Devils fans have talked about this. What are they going to do in between the pipes? You've got Vitek. You've got Schmitty. You're excited about what the young player could do. You maybe aren't as excited about what Vitek showed you in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. But the first thing, before we even talk about the name that was brought in, was that you and I said you improve the play in front of the goaltending and you believe that that can help alleviate the pressure and help the performances do you think that this team at this point right now has done that in front of the goaltending to say they should be able to be more successful if they went right back into the playoffs right Mm -hmm. now again the defensive performances would be stronger and more consistent yes and no right it's it's great that our defensive core is a lot younger there's a bright future ahead but at the same time you worried about their maturation as players like are they going to be able to jump in this season and be those shut-it-down defensive guys that are going to relieve some of the pressure on Vitek, on Akira. You know, they both had phenomenal seasons, too, Vitek and Akira. Sure. You know, we just saw, obviously, Vanacek struggle in the playoffs and, obviously, Schmid being, you know, left wide open with defensive lapses. It's, like you said, Luke Hughes, you wanted him from the jump in the playoffs, and there was a huge argument for it, and you're not wrong. And there's right. some small samples against it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you saw how yeah. phenomenal Luke Hughes is going to be. You also yeah. saw some of the defensive breakdowns. And being such a young core, it kind of makes you consider the argument of bringing in a Gibson. You know, bringing in that veteran goaltender that you know is going to be extremely solid on those defensive breakdowns, you know, that the young players are, are going to make. They're inevitably going to make them. It's part of the process, part of the learning process. But it's a great question to have, right? And it's a great debate to have is, are we strong enough with the defensive core growing throughout the season to make those mistakes that you can rely just as you did during the regular season with Akira and Vitek? And so while Gibson could be a name, the name is actually going to be Eric Calgren, who comes in um, on, you know, a veteran player, 27 years old, Mm -hmm. has, go to the numbers here, friends, an 11-6-5 career record, 21-22 and 22-23 season. 
Um, he gave you three three one, gave you two six seven, and yeah. save percentages eight 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 and eight eight nine you know, eight nine eight. Like you know, Let's he's say, in the beard there. He replaces black. Right? Yeah, it's what you said. And exactly by the way, the episode, yeah. this is just us taking a victory lap. Yeah, we all, everyone knew or felt like Blackwood was going to be gone. This, to me, at least in this moment, speaks to the idea of the Devils are going back with VTech. They're going back with Schmid. And now you have another player in Calgren who can come into the fold like Blackwood and hopefully be a better yeah, contributor inside of that rotation. 100%, because we always talk about health and players staying healthy. You know, obviously Blackwood was the goaltender that was always injured. Uh, by the way, congratulations to Blackwood getting that deal in San Jose. Of course. You know, good for him. Um, a little aside, congratulations to Miles Wood. <laughs> Six years, two and a half million with Colorado. That's a story for another day. I don't even know how that happened. I was so shocked. It's longevity, man. You I, know? I know Colorado needed that, you know, that bruiser in their in their forward core, but I'm I, I, I was so shocked. But good for him. Yeah, I mean, listen, when you, you disrespect somebody all season long, <laughs> I, it's really weird that you congratulate him going out the door. You know what I mean? It's the old, uh, you know, don't spit in my face and tell me it's oh, raining. What, 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 what did I say to you, though? I was like, two years at 1.25 a year, I'd consider bringing him back. Six years at $2.5 Kudos, Mileswood, to your agent. And good luck in Colorado, but it's not, uh, Yeah. Yeah, it we're, we're going to miss you. We're going to miss you as the person you were and how you played as a devil. You sucked at times, but listen. Wow. Yeah, but no, but listen. Congratulations, him. That's a great deal in Colorado. At the end of the day, it feels like right now at least, and we'll continue to watch the goaltending situation because that is the great debate. Yeah. Are the Devils now, with the moves they're making, on the precipice of going and getting that goaltender like Gibson, like you're speaking to, or are they saying, we believe that we've made these marginal improvements and we're willing to go into this upcoming season and see how the young core and some new veterans mixed in with familiar faces, how they're all going to come together. I think you can still walk into this year as currently constituted. And to your point, have the same level of high expectations around yeah. this team, wanting them to be maybe two in the Metro, competing for it, obviously. That, that's the expectation. So I just, you know, the big swing does elevate expectations and i'm not against it but i still keep coming back to why don't you let luke hughes and nemec and, and the young players and mcleod even come back on the one-year deal or all these guys and jack hughes frankly right like yeah. listen jack hughes was next world incredible set franchise records and i say this with nothing but absolute love and adoration for him i want him to do more right like there, i want him to do more and there's more for his game to be He's he gonna. can become one of the and he already is but he can become a guy that you look at and say, oh, you want top five players in the NHL? Like, that is inside of him. He got seven in heart, right? He was seven in heart. I want he can, to be He can two. be top three. I want, yeah, exactly. Top three. So there is still more for his game as well. All of that to say, it's, it's, man, keep getting more and more excited and also keep having that level of patience to allow this to unfold kind of organically and to go back to the top, the, the praise we were giving, as everyone should be, to Fitzgerald. It comes back to guess what? I kind of trust the GM to make yeah. the right decisions here, which is always a relief, dude. Oh. Any sport, any, you know, a Giants fan, when it was Dave Gellin at the helm, there was only the assumption that whatever he did, it was a massive mistake, right? Yeah, so it's... that changes how you look at moves and how you feel about your team. I'm a Mets fan. I've been through some GMs, man. I can't solve a <laughs> lifelong problem, man. Not in one episode. As we said, we're going to be covering this all off-season long. We're going to continue to be breaking down some other things. You mentioned Mercer in this episode. We still yeah. haven't gotten to setting the bar of expectations yeah. for a young player like that who should be critical to the core. So I think what we're even going to do, I haven't 
told Danny about this. But I think going back and looking at some of the, the best games for yeah. players this past season, and then some of the, the roughest ones, right? Going back into these playoffs and seeing where players can make improvements and, and maybe even explain why certain guys were back, like we say with, with McLeod, versus guys that were allowed to go into free agency, right? So it's going to be a lot of fun. But the only way you do that, go ahead. You know what we should do? We should do like each episode just have an extremely high point of season of last year and an extremely low point. Mm, That's good. and valleys. Yeah. There's yeah. some studying to do there. There's a journey, and you can be a part of it if you're over on YouTube following the Devil's Puck Luck podcast, if you're following at Adam Armbrecht, at Danny the Face, if you're following at Devil's Puck Luck on Instagram, and if you're following, I know, eventually I'm going to get the name changed, but okay. it's NJ Devil's PL on Twitter. Those are all the places that you can find us. Um, we could have some potentially really exciting news coming up over the course of this offseason as well. And it's all tied back to people watching and engaging with us and supporting us as we continue to grow this. So we always appreciate it. And we'll be back next time. Just like Toffoli, we be on a rolly. I think you I think you're just gonna come over the minute every time. Okay? <laughs>